0: whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer. If you have a heart for students, this is the place for you.
1: Welcome again to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. I'm Dan Carson. And with me today, I've got Chris Vines. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dan. Well, what's been going on in Hope? Anything exciting? You know, it's still cold and
2: it's March, but I'm wearing shorts uh, because it's March and you're supposed to wear shorts in March. But um, I'm starting to get some crazy looks because it's like 35 degrees outside. I know, I know. But I'm sticking to my guns, man. So other than just uh, it being cold in March,
1: things are rolling, rolling on in Hope, Arkansas. Well, here in Northwest Arkansas, we're scheduled for some snow on Friday. In fact, um, the University of Arkansas baseball team is doing a double header today to help make room for the snow on Friday. And then they'll have a game again on Saturday and on Sunday. It's a four-game weekend. But, man, it, it's crazy. The weather, you always think, well, we're going to be good. It's going to be normal. But, you know, here we are. We live in Arkansas. Some yep. weird stuff with the weather. That's how it goes. So, Well, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking with Brad Falk. Um, Brad is one of our featured speakers at the SOAR conference. And so we're going to be talking about the theme called and what that looks like and, and those type of things. But before we get to our conversation about SOAR and about uh, about what Brad will be sharing, uh, we want to talk about our podcast partner. Our podcast partner is Central Baptist College of Conway, Arkansas. It is a place where your students can gain a biblical knowledge as they pursue all sorts of vocations. So I'd encourage you to give them a call. Check them out. CBC.edu is a place where you can get that information. Again, that's CBC.edu. And maybe you're trying to finish up a degree yourself. You want to get that bachelor's degree that you put off or maybe you stepped away from during those early years. They have a program called PACE, and you can find out more information at cbc.edu. Well, again, Brad Falk is our guest for today. Brad is a native of Lufkin, Texas, uh, but he doesn't live in Lufkin anymore. He lives in Washington State. He met his bride, Heidi, at Jacksonville College back in 1993. And I believe that you're going to be celebrating 28 years of marriage. Is that correct?
3: I'm getting old, man. 28 years.
1: (laughs) It happens to us all. I'm closing in on a 30 mark. Uh, It won't be too long for myself, but uh, he's got three daughters, Abby, Audrey, uh, Sadie Grace. Um, He was a pastor for 17 years and has spent the last 12 serving as a church planter, for the BMA of America in Washington State. Brad, it's great to have you on the podcast.
3: Hey, it's great to be here, man. I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited about SOAR. Let's talk about it.
1: Okay, well, we'll do that. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about your ministry. What's going on up there in Washington State?
3: Well, as, as you mentioned, we moved up here about 11 and a half years ago to plant a church and so, you know, we've uh, just been here plugging away, still uh, on that church planting journey. And so, you know, recently with all this COVID mess, you know, it hit us like it probably hit a lot of you guys. And so it's, you know, we, we've been in home um, exclusively. We don't, in fact, this kind of shows you how behind, the I guess, the scale we are right now. We just lifted our mask mandate yesterday. And so that's how far behind we are. Uh, My wife was excited. She teaches school and she was excited that next week she doesn't have to wear a mask for the first time. So, But with all of that, we've been meeting in homes. And and so, you know, with um, all of the challenges that come with that um, and the blessings that come with that, um, that's pretty much what we're doing right now. We're hoping to get back in a facility one day soon um, we found being up here that having a facility to meet in um, really gives you uh, just a good a good safe place for people to come and just check it out you know um, right tell people hey come to my living room they want to know what kind of kool-aid you're gonna serve them they get a little <laughs>
1: suspicious. You know?
3: so uh, we do miss having our um, a weekly gathering place in a public venue but hoping to get back to that soon. But right now we're trying to make the best of it, meeting in our home. And and so, yeah, but that's kind of what's been going on.
1: You mentioned that the the mask mandate has just been lifted. Is this the first time that it's been lifted? I the the reason I asked, yeah. uh, up here in Northwest Arkansas, it's it was set aside and, mm-hmm. and not so much that it was even a mandate, except in some places. Yeah. Um, so, But this is the first time that, as a whole it's being set aside
3: yes um that is correct so like my daughter my middle school daughter my high school daughter um i believe over there um i've got a daughter in college as well but i think all of the schools yeah my wife's confirming that yeah they've all um had to wear masks up until now in school so so hopefully next week my daughter's telling me it hasn't officially been lifted at school but we we think it will next week so (laughs) yeah she's excited
1: and that's hard. Um there's just so many things that have been difficult through these days and and knowing the area you're in and knowing some of those extra difficulties especially if you're you're working with a young church, that can be hard. What does student ministry look like up in that area, especially during this period?
3: Yes, yeah, so for our church, um they meet on Sunday evenings in a home and um mm-hmm. Um, In fact, my my brother-in-law and sister live up here. I don't know if everybody knows that, Um, but they actually work with our teens. So um, they're doing an awesome job, you know, keeping things together and pouring into them on Sunday evenings. Um, So, yeah, you know, right now, I mean, we have a super small little group. Um, They're probably maybe five to ten kids on a Sunday night. Um, but almost every Sunday night, at least when their visitors come, they're all lost, you know, and need the Lord and um, so we'd appreciate you guys praying for our our kids' friends, you know they're they're good kids, but they need Jesus and uh, so um, but yeah, that's that's what's happening right now on uh, on Sunday nights and uh, for our youth.
1: It's been difficult for us all trying to navigate when to restart things, when do we, Have online events. How? When do we have in person? It's it's been a challenge, but I was so glad that we were able to have SOAR the summer of 2021, and I'm looking forward to it again this year. SOAR is sold out and radical. That's what that word stands for. Uh, It's an old phrase because the the conference has been around for a long time now. Um, But Chris stands as the the visionary leader. So Chris, before we talk a little bit about called uh what what did you guys have in mind with that sort of theme
2: yeah good question so yeah uh first off for those of you who maybe um are just picking up this podcast and and first time you've ever heard of soar conference uh soar conference is has been going on for over 30 years now and uh it's been all over the place as far as location uh recent years it's been in the dallas metroplex area And, uh, and so like Dan said, it does, it stands for sold out and radical. And so I just want to make it clear that it is not sold out yet. Uh, you can still get a ticket, um, but the, (laughs) the sore, uh, letters, uh, actually means sold out and radical. Yes. Um, and I just, you know, I love telling people this because we're, we're committed to leading teenagers to learn the word of God, love their church and live sold out radical lives for Christ. And so every year when we gather together, that's our focus, uh, that's what we want to um, uh, always be pushing toward. And so we do that through uh, the preaching of God's word, which Brad is going to be uh, opening up the word uh, with us, as he's already said, this year. We do that through breakouts. Um, and uh, I think this year we've got a solid lineup of 10 uh, separate breakout uh, opportunities for our teenagers. And uh, those are led by some uh, some amazing Men of God, uh, Jimmy Brock and Aaron Greenwood, uh, two of my good friends. And then we always have a lot of fun at SOAR. Uh, the SOAR Village is a place where kids can just hang out and get to know each other. Um, that's, that's part of that whole love aspect. We want them to not just love the group that they come with, but to realize that they're a part of something a lot bigger than just uh, their church in, in their little town or city, wherever they are, but to know that they're connected with a group of believers who love the Lord and want to encourage one another and see the, the mission of God Move forward in this world, so um, so yeah. This year, when we talk about the idea of called, you know, we we believe that one, the Lord is still calling teenagers to uh, to do big things for Him, um, not just temporarily, but uh, as lifelong uh, missionaries, as lifelong pastors, um, uh, in whatever context of ministry that might look like. And so, we're really hoping and praying that the Lord would uh, call uh, individuals, uh, teenagers, to. Uh, those things. But then even more than that, we want, we want to focus in on this, this idea, this truth that we have in God's Word, that, that we, are, um, we are not just called out of the world as believers. We've been redeemed. Um, we have been called by Christ, by God. We are now children of God. But that every believer who has been placed in Christ, who has been redeemed, is called to something, Right is in call and is called to follow is called to serve the Lord in a very clear way and that may not always mean standing up behind a podium it may not mean going to um, another country but it it does mean that they are called to um, be faithful and to serve the Lord in some really cool ways wherever the Lord places them and so um, we want to uh, we want to you know lead teenagers this year to to find what that calling might be for them. Um, in the here and now, like, what does that look like for them in their schools? Yeah. What does it look like for them on their teams, um, in their bands, you know, uh, as uh, as they're, you know, several of them are in uh, drama clubs and, you know, you, the list goes on, you know, what does it look like for them to be not just called out of this world, but to be called specifically to the people around them and to the communities that they find themselves in? And what does it look like for them to serve and to love the Lord and to make him famous um, in in their particular context, so uh, that's that's a big general statement I know, but that's that's the idea on it. And and so we're gonna man get together in in Dallas, uh, June twenty eighth through uh, July first. Actually, it's June 29th, that We're getting there a day early, June 29th through July first, and uh, Hilton Anatole there in Dallas, Texas. And man, we're gonna be we're gonna be leading teenagers to to hopefully see this truth that that God has called them to something very specific.
1: Well, Brad, as we think about this idea of calling, I know that you're you're a featured speaker, and we're excited about that. Think back to your own calling into ministry. What did that look like?
3: (laughs) Man, I remember being uh, scared to death. Um, I had just given my life to the Lord uh, about a year prior, and uh, we were at a church camp in Colorado. Uh, I was raised independent Baptist. So there was this independent Baptist church camp we were at. And um, man, I just really felt like God was calling me to, to ministry. And I, I remember my greatest fear at that moment was that I was going to become like all the other pastors that I knew at the time, just big fat and bald, you know, and I just, this was a real fear. I'm like, man, God, I, I, you know I, i'll follow you but i don't want to be some big fat bald preacher. and doesn't god have a sense of humor here i am <laughs> fat and bald man no but um you know my wife's wondering why i just shared that i have no idea um <laughs> you know, just being a real man but you know i left there i left that camp we, we went back to our church the next sunday and and I shared with my pastor, you know, I felt God calling me to preach, to to do something. I wasn't really sure what that looked like. And um, so he said, hey, man, why don't you start preaching on Wednesday night? So it was me and these two other teenage guys. We all kind of felt called at that time. And, and so we started rotating. And every Wednesday night, one of us would would preach before he preached, you know. And uh, I'll never forget my first sermon and I think I may have mentioned this in the, the tribune or whatever the other day, but man, I, I wrote it all out and was excited to get up and preach scared to death and got up. And, uh, I think they clocked me at just under two minutes, uh, was my first sermon, you know? And, uh, and I was like, wow. I was like, man, I, I got to work on some things, you know, but they loved you. They loved me. They did. <laughs> like, wow, man, I can get used to this. You know, my wife's <laughs> wondering where that all went. But, <laughs> but anyway, man, I cherish those early opportunities. You know, i and at SOAR I do want to challenge not just the students, but I want to challenge the churches and the pastors to make it a priority to challenge your students who feel a calling to to do something. Give them an opportunity to fail. Give them an opportunity to you know, to get Mm -hmm. up and and do something. And uh, man, that was some of the greatest learning moments in my early uh, years of being called to preach. And I'm forever grateful for that.
1: You know, I, I love those early years. I think back and at that time when I was first preaching, I was at Central Baptist College and they had I had all sorts of professors and instructors that said, "Hey, come out to my church or come to my church," and uh, that was exciting. Uh, you go out there, and yes, I remember failing. You know, it was short little messages that didn't have a whole lot of theological weight to them, mm-hmm. um, but I had that opportunity, and I think that's one of the the great things that we had then. We don't necessarily have as much opportunity now for young men who are preaching. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of churches only have a one worship. Time a week. And so there's a great deal of value placed on that one. And it's a little harder. But um, I guess my question for you, Brad, is do you see young men still surrendering to the ministry out in your area or um, in other groups that you know of?
3: Yeah, um, you you know, I don't think I see it like I like I used to, um, at least down in the Bible belt. And and I'm sure it's changed there uh, even now. Um, No, no, we don't see it like like I think we should. We know that God's still calling. um, So why aren't we seeing more? Um, And I think a lot of it maybe is just we're we're just not talking about it enough. We're not emphasizing it enough. We're not putting it out there in front of the teens enough, you know, because, you know, I'm sure most teens feel like we did. We feel insecure. We feel unworthy. You know, I've got a past. You know, why would God use me? Surely it's these special people that He uses. And we need to be reminding teenagers that, you know, what man? God uses normal people just like you and me. Normal mess ups with a past. I mean, look at the Bible. It's full of all you know the history of that. So I think talking about it more uh, would, you know, is is needed. Because, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it up here very much at all.
1: Chris, let me kind of throw that question at you as well. What could we do to encourage that sort of thing?
2: Yeah, no, I I would agree with, with Brad. I think, I think we need to make opportunity for, for kids, you know, Um, you know, I I think we all have our own little experiences that, that we go back to and and those are good. And and I'm not saying we need to recreate our own experiences, but I know that in the, the church that I grew up in, there was one, it was, it was small and it wasn't overly large. I wasn't in a mega church. I wasn't even in a medium sized church. I was in a small church. And, you know, I, I, remember specifically that, you know, at least once a quarter, um, I think what we called a fifth Sunday, right? There was our church designated that as a youth Sunday. And, I know some churches still do this, you know, but on that Sunday, you know, any kids in the, in the service would, uh, or in the church would have opportunity to be able to lead in particular ways. And, and that was just kind of a regular rhythm. I mean, that's four times a year, right. That that's happening. But I remember, you know, I just remember that being an opportunity where, you know, I was asked, you know, Hey, Chris, as a young teenager, why don't you lead the adult Sunday school class? You know, well, that was, that, that scared me to death, you know, and I even had a book to read from and all that kind of stuff. But my point is, I think giving kids opportunity, and I I feel like we have a, our churches, we have a, a, a great focus on um, being healthy and and reaching our communities, but I think sometimes I think we forget the importance of just giving those little opportunities to the the people who are already within our church, especially our teenagers. And um, you know, and I've always I've always been thinking, and this this convicts me that, you know, when Paul you know told Timothy to to you know set up. Uh, elders, to find elders and deacons, you know, he said, these are the kind of men to look for. Uh, this is what you need to find. And um, and Paul, I believe, was telling Timothy, you need to look within the church. This is where you're going to find these kind of men. So in other words, you know, oftentimes our mode of finding elders, finding preachers, finding deacons, you know, all those kind of things, I mean, we tend to maybe look outside and think, okay, who can we bring in when I think the, the, the biblical model is to we need to be raising up and we need to be calling out uh, from people who are among us to to fill these roles. And so, yeah, I would agree with with Brad as well, that from leadership point of view, we need to do a better job of um, identifying those people. Uh, even teenagers within our our churches, and saying and going to them and having the conversation, hey, saying, "Hey, look, I can see you being this. You know, why don't you pray about it? Why don't you think about this? Um, I know you want to be a physical therapist. I know you want to be an MBA rock star. All this kind of stuff. But think about what God wants you to do, and think about." This church and think about um, what it looks like to serve Him, and I I don't think I I don't think we do that enough. I know I don't. Let me put it that way.
1: Well, I know that one of the things that I like for us to be able to do for our students is to give them opportunity to flex their ministry muscles, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that works out really well, and other times it is an utter failure, at least from an outside perspective. But. Man, we got to give them those opportunities and to figure out what that looks like. And it, I would say it's much easier in the small church because there's a lot more grace there. You get into the bigger churches, bigger situations. Sometimes they don't have as many opportunities to stand in front of a group, and even if they're not quite ready for it. Um, but. Man, it, it's important. This idea of calling is, of course, what Brad is going to be sharing at SOAR. And we were talking beforehand about some different areas of Scripture that he was looking at. Uh, Brad, you talked a little bit about the calling of Moses. What, what did you, have you found there?
3: Yeah, I love the story of Moses because it reminds all of us that God doesn't— He's not looking for the superstar superhero out there with no faults with no uh, insecurities. I mean, Moses um, was probably the least qualified candidate, you know, if you were choosing from a lineup from men's eyes. But um, but God called him anyway. And um, I love, I just love that about our Lord, um, that, you know, he chooses to call just normal people who, who've who got mistakes in their life and a past and um, insecurities. And um, I just want to remind our teenagers, you know, this year at SOAR, that, man, you just can't let what you feel like you can't do preventing you from what God's calling you to do. That, you know, God wants to step in and fill that gap, to fill that void um, of what you think you're not either good enough at or that you're insecure about. Uh, It seems to be God's M.O. I mean, if you don't have any insecurities or any doubts or any uh, flaws, you're probably not a great candidate uh, to be called. But I think we all know that uh, if we're looking honestly at ourselves, uh, we all have flaws and we all have insecurities and therefore we all qualify.
2: You know, Brad, that's that's an interesting thought because you're right. God calls regular people, but I, I it just made me think about something that's different now than I, I know when when you were when you, like the your experience that you described a minute ago when you were first called, and even when I was first called. Right now, for teenagers in 2022, I'm thinking about YouTube. I'm thinking about Instagram. I'm thinking about all the things that they see, and oftentimes the the popular ministry leaders that are front and center, that are visible, yeah. right, are are kind of, I mean, they wouldn't admit that they are flawless, but yeah. they portray themselves as far as like dress, as far as like production, as far as what we see is like, man, those guys are elite, you know, and, you know, and in an age of where, there's so much um, anxiety over getting an Instagram photo just right, or you know, you fill in the blank with just different things of just what it looks like to, as far as perception for teenagers. Like, I think you're onto something. I think there's something there that, you know, we need to hear. Like, we're we're not perfect individuals. We don't have it all together. But praise the Lord, God doesn't call the equipped but rather what we've always said he equips who he calls and yeah i'm just thinking about whenever i was a kid i didn't have all this stuff like i wasn't watching guys on youtube preaching i was seeing my pastor week after week i was seeing those guys who just were normal people but man they were calling me to to something more and, and the lord was calling me to something more and Yeah. Yeah, So I appreciate your perspective on that for sure. Excited to man, excited to hear what God's going to say at SOAR this year.
1: Yeah, As I'm thinking about that, Chris, I I go to Midwestern every once in a while for those doctoral seminars that I'm taking. And I I look and I look at these guys and, and they're all kind of cookie cutter. I mean, they they're. They got the well-placed hair. They, they're all wearing their their sports coats and they're nice, clean. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Be careful it, now. Don't make
2: our audience mad.
1: I know I'm going to, but that's okay because I'm, I'm a <laughs> deeply flawed human being here <laughs> and, and, yeah. and far from perfect myself. And so that's the reason I have look at it. I, I step in there and go, well, I don't even fit that criteria. I don't live up to those guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, and I love them and I care, I mean, they're doing a great job and I talk with them and I feel stupid because they're so smart, mm-hmm. but you know what, when God calls us, we don't have to be any of those things. Um, he uses deeply flawed, deeply troubled people to do great things for him because he's a great and big God and he can uh, bring about his great big God sized vision. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's exciting. Yeah. Well, Brad, you had mentioned another, um, area of Scripture, another character from the biblical story, uh, that was Paul. Uh, Chris has talked a little bit about later in Paul's life, but I think we were talking more about when Paul was called.
3: When I think of Paul, I guess just in a generic term, I think of people who have a past that should disqualify them, and thankfully that that doesn't. Once again, we're reminded that God uses flawed people. I mean, the Apostle Paul is the poster child of this. Even though he thought he was pleasing God in his uh, attempts to persecute the church and the followers of Jesus, I mean, he was causing so much harm. Um, In fact, he called himself the chief of sinners. So if if there's any teenager out there listening now or any adult that think you're the worst guy out there, surely God can't use you. Well, you can only be second worst because Paul called himself the worst and he ended up being one of the greatest missionaries uh, ever. And um, so, yeah, I love Paul. In fact, I love what Paul said to the church in Ephesus in chapter 4, verse 11. It it mentions he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers. And I love verse 12. And it's become one of our key verses here in this journey of trying to plant a church up here. But Verse 12 says, why why did he give us all of these uh, people, these leaders, these specially called people? Why? To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, you know, and I think there's this idea out there that, okay, there's the special people that minister, right? There's the guy with the degree. There's the guy that's, you know, the hair's right and the shoes are right and all that. There's the guys that are called to minister. But according to God's word, no, we are all called. And I think that may be the theme, right? All called. We are all called to do something. We're not all called to do the same thing, but we're all called to do something. And when we are actively involved in that calling, look at the result. The body of Christ is built up. And so I just love that, that little passage in a nutshell, just, it really summarizes, I think what we're trying to say here is that good things are going to happen in the local church, in the kingdom of God, when we are actively involved in, in our calling. And uh, so I'm looking forward to convincing through scripture, everybody there at SOAR that, you know what? You have a calling um, mm. and that should be and that should be encouraging to us, you know, that your past isn't ugly enough. Um, your flaws aren't bad enough. God's got a plan for your life.
1: That is an exciting word. And as we look forward toward the SOAR conference this summer And we'll have links to that in our show notes. We're excited that, Brad, that you're going to be sharing with us. And so um, you are going to be in our prayers as we look towards those dates and as we gather our students uh, to take them to the conference there in the
3: Dallas area.
1: Chris, you got anything else for Brad? You look good, Brad. I love your bald head (laughs)
2: and everything about
3: you. You know what? I'm going to try to grow a mustache like that for sure. Come on. Let's man, do it. I'm going to outdo your mustache. Are you, so are you just going to let it grow kind of like, you know, old school cowboy? Or are you going to keep it Yeah. Man,
2: you know, so I'm not going to do the curl, but, you know, I have high hopes for like a Wyatt Earp, uh-huh. you know, style uh-huh. oh mustache. But, you know, I may land with like, I may end up with like a Doc Holiday. Um, okay. Okay. But either way, I'm good okay. with yeah.
3: it. Yeah. See, I need to do that. It <laughs> makes sense. I can't grow it up here, but dude, I can rock. I can rock some facial hair.
2: I bet you can, but just don't make your your wife mad. You know that's yeah. the thing.
3: That's the, that's the whole that's the whole conflict here. I got to work on. Yeah. So.
2: But we could be stash bros.
3: Uh huh. I love that man. I love that. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to hanging out with you guys in Dallas this year. It's going to be awesome. We're pumped, and really, I've got I've got you know I've got some revenge on my heart, man. I, you know, me and some of my daughters, we took it pretty hard on that Foursquare in the villages, and we're coming back with a vengeance. So we're going to have some Foursquare, right?
2: Nine squares.
3: Eight square, nine, is it nine squares? Nine, nine squares.
2: Square. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm four squares. So four square, square was so so yesterday. Square nine like squares H- was H- in. Dude, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna nine have a uh, with we're hoping to have a bunch of nine squares in there. We yeah. were even talking. I think I was talking to some of my kids the other day. Like they're like, what if we put like four nine squares together and made like Whoa. a thirty six square?
3: Whoa! Like, that dude, I don't know. Not. That would be crazy. My head's about to explode right yeah. now. I yeah, yeah, that'd be
1: cool though. Yeah, man. Be fun. Well, as you can tell, there are going to be some wild times at SOAR again. And so we want to encourage you to check it out. That's SOARconference.com. Uh, Brad is going to be speaking twice. We're also going to have Brian Reisner, who is a missionary to Romania, sharing. Um, we're just excited about all aspects of it. And so if you have questions, you can email Chris. That email is in our show notes as well. Um, but we're praying for you, Brad. We, we appreciate so much your willingness to come from Washington to, to Dallas and to share with us, um, and we look forward to what God is going to do. Well, listeners, I want to thank you for joining us today as we've had a chance to visit with Brad and talk about this idea of calling, and we are praying that God is going to call young men and women to ministry, and especially young men to the role of pastor. Um, We need that. We need God to work and to show himself in that way. And so you'd be praying for that, and just keep serving. Keep loving your students because student ministry
0: matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.